everyone. I'm your host, Josh, and you're listening to The Bat Cave, where we talk about movies for everyone. So in this episode, we'll be covering some sci-fi action-adventure movies that I watched in my early years uh, when I was a kid. So let's get started. So, so yeah, I just wanted to first, you know, talk about some movies. Honestly, it's not, they're not my favorite movies. But I wanted to start with these because these are one of the first few movies that I started watching as a kid. And at the time, they were actually really cool to me. They were like my favorite at that age. <laughs> I was probably like, that's maybe like six or seven. Um, so yeah, it was in the 90s. I was living in West Covina. And yeah, at that time, you know, that's when DVD first came out. So we actually got free movies in the mail. So um, one of them, or a few of them, were actually the ones um, that we're going to talk about today. So the first one, it was Lost in Space. So that one came out in 1998. And yeah, so this one came out in 1998. And these are one of the first, you know, movies that I watched as, a, as, as just a young boy um, that I really enjoyed. I saw it with my whole family. And I saw it multiple times after that, because once I got into movies, you know, you know, when, when I was a kid, I never stopped. I've always been a movie fanatic. So Lost in Space was a really cool movie at the time. I feel differently about it now, but we're going to get into that. So it was directed by Stephen Hopkins. I'm not familiar with his work, but the cast, it was with William Hurt, Matt LeBlanc, Gary Oldman, all very no, well-known actors. Mimi Rogers, she's been in a, quite a few uh, movies and shows. Uh, I think the latest show I saw her in was um, Bosch. She was the, um, the lawyer in that show. She's really good. Heather Graham, Lacey Chabert, and Jack Johnson. So the music composer for this movie, which I really... You know, music brings movies to life. So I definitely want to include, you know, music composers for each episode that I do. Um, it was Bruce Brufton. So the music really brought this movie to life. Now, I'm not saying this is an amazing movie, but I am saying that if there was something good from it, I mean, you know, the, the music helped the, the movie be more exciting in a sense. So... This movie, it's basically about the Robinson family. Um, they're taking a voyage to colonize another planet since their current planet is dying due to the ozone layer or the ozone depletion and also pollution of their planet. So during their journey, the Robinson family, they actually face challenges and obviously alien life since it's a sci-fi movie. Um, so it throws them off course to their main goal and they work together to find their way back home basically. So again, this isn't really a movie review podcast. So I'm just going to glaze over it and just give you the, you know, some good things about it, some bad that I didn't really like. Um, my first reaction when I saw the trailer, I actually saw the trailer recently just to kind of like, you know, see how I feel about it now that I'm older and, you know, I have different perspective now. So trailers back in the 90s, they definitely look nothing like what the trailers look like now. So <laughs> they're pretty cheesy. Um, maybe at the time it wasn't to us, but nowadays it's cheesy. It's very, 
I mean, if someone from our generation were to watch the trailer for this movie, they would probably chuckle and wonder, like, was this good and cool then? I mean, it's just different. Um, so besides the portrayal of the trailer, um, what you see in the trailer, it's a lot of action, exploration of different planets, cool scenery, robots, um, really cool technology, alien technology, you know, etc. Um, some fun facts that I actually found about this movie was that, you know, some of the actors from the original Lost in Space TV show, since it, that's where it originated from, um, they actually made cameos in this movie. So I think that's pretty cool. And it's like nostalgic. And I'm pretty sure, you know, people that are familiar with the show definitely spotted them out. These actors had the option to do a three film project. So all the actors that were signed on um, Lost in Space, the movie, they had a contract to do three. But I mean, the movie failed to meet its budget. So the other two movies basically were canceled. So Matt LeBlanc, which is uh, the guy from Friends, um, he had to shoot friends while also shooting this movie. So he had to fly back, basically back and forth multiple times a week to cover both projects. So Lost in Space and Friends at the same time. That must have been tough. But then again, I mean, I, I can only imagine that's probably like like the story of, of actors' lives. They basically have to go back and forth and go to different countries, not just in, in the United States, to film. So. The awards won for this. It's pretty odd, but this is what I found. And it's really interesting. I didn't even realize that they had like a worst foreign or a, like a worst movie award show. It's, I guess it's called the Stinker Awards. I've never even heard of it. But so this movie did win an AC or I'm sorry, ASCAP award for top box office films for its time. Besides that, they got negative awards, including a Worst Foreign Actor Award for William Hurt, which is the main character of the movie, and Worst Supporting Actress Award for Lacey Chabert, which played his daughter at the Stinker Bad Movie Awards. I never even heard of that until <laughs> looking into this. It's interesting. But um, so not much to see there. I mean, the movie itself, I mean... There are likable aspects to the film. It's not all bad, but I mean, regarding critics and fans, they weren't, they didn't really take it well, obviously. So, some highlights great action, the visual effects. I mean, especially for being 1998, um, it was really good effects. Um, some not so good, some, you know, like some of the, the aliens didn't really look real at all. But as for other aliens, which I don't want to, you know, spoil and get much into detail, just again, just a light glaze over the whole entire movie. There are some aliens that they did a really good job. They're really nasty looking, intimidating, major skin crawl, basically. That's, I'll just leave it at that. No, this is a spoiler free podcast. Um, and it definitely also has its suspenseful moments as well. So. The reason why this movie is good is because it has a good cast. I mean, they blend well. Um, the action, it's exciting. Um, that's definitely something I can give this movie besides its negative reviews. Um, and it has suspense with, with a lot of you know dark elements and unique scenery. Um, really cool technology, like I said. High-tech robots and um, really cool space exploration. 
And um, there, there's a flu. Uh, I'm sorry. There's a few. Um, man, I'm getting tongue twisters. There's a few plot twists. Um, they're unexpected, especially mid movie where they're being chased by something. Can't say what. It triggers certain phobias. Not, not pretty crawling creature type things. <laughs> um, and then also uh, character revealing plot twists. Um, with the especially with the villains, um, you know, and then also just random characters towards the end of the movie where you're just like, whoa, like, like you wouldn't even recognize who he original who that person originally was. So it's really, it just kind of like throws you off, but in a good way. I was gonna throw this movie quote in there, but it's gonna spoil the most suspenseful part of the movie. So I'm gonna leave that out. I'm not even going to go there. The costume design, it was cool. I mean, it was like cool spacesuits, you know. But one of the characters, I can't say who, but one of the characters' spacesuits, when things go south really quick, his spacesuit is really cool. Especially, you know, me watching it as a kid. His spacesuit was like my favorite thing of the movie when, you know, when I first watched it, I was like, and then that was the, like, that scene was my favorite. I would just wait for that scene to come on when I was a kid. And I would just like pretend I was him when I was a kid too. Like <laughs> I was like, I would like make my own spacesuit at home <laughs> trying to make it look like his. It was badass. In, in, in other words, um, like I said, the music. I mean, it added suspense to the movie. I mean, it made scenes more exciting and basically enjoy more enjoyable. So it really fit the movie. It really, you know, complemented the movie, the the music, and the um the music score definitely. That's one one other positive of this movie. Um, the gross income that it made in the box office it was around one hundred and thirty six million, and uh the production cost. It was about 80 million. So they didn't make the, uh, as much of a profit as they wanted to. Um, but hey, at least it actually surpassed their, their budget. So that's good. Um, so the critic reviews. So here's the thing. Since this is my first episode, I want to make it very clear. I... I am not bashing Rotten Tomatoes, but I do not agree with them all the time because, for example, I don't have the exact rating with me now, but they rated Man of Steel, the Superman movie, of course, very, very low. They rated Man of Steel like a 40% or 30%. So... Although I don't agree with all their reviews, I do like to note this down and, you know, when, when I'm making my, my podcast episodes, because I do refer to them too. I don't fully disagree with Rotten Tomatoes. You know, um, sometimes they're pretty accurate. Sometimes they'll give, you know, you know, good movies, good reviews, and then some bad movies, bad reviews, which makes sense. But there's, I feel like they can be biased and favor certain movies over others. But anyway, <laughs> um, Rotten Tomatoes gave this movie a 28%, which is completely understandable. Um, it just depends on your taste, honestly. If you like sci-fi, if you like space exploration, 
you know, if you enjoy, um, you know, like family friendly movies that it, 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 it isn't necessarily like a cheesy family movie. There's some, there's some aspects. Yeah. But it's not like cringy or anything like that. It's not, it's not anything like that. It just, it's just preference. If you like sci-fi, if you like action and if you like the actors I mentioned, then go for it. I think you should go watch it. But anyway, so IMDB, uh, gave it a 5.2 out of 10. So that sounds fair. Um, Overall, yeah, I mean, that that makes sense. But it, again, it goes back to your preference and who's actually watching the movie and what your interests are. That's what determines a movie review. You know, there is no right or wrong movie review or 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 a critique answer. You know, it just depends on what your taste is, basically. So the fan reviews. So <laughs> fans were not too happy with the film. Very few enjoyed it. Um, according to you know what I found and 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 what it shows, just the, just the the numbers itself, fans you know didn't do great in the box office, even though it did you know pass its budget, they didn't do well. So my review and my main opinion of this movie. So watching it as a kid, I didn't really have expectations, and um, I actually loved it then. I mean. When it comes to expectations, watching it now, I, I actually see the flaws that I didn't see before. It's still enjoyable for me, but my perspective is different on this movie. I mean, I actually am very open-minded, so that's why it's easier for me to enjoy movies. If you're very close-minded, if you just want to see certain things in the movie, and if you didn't see those things, then, oh, it's a bad movie. I'm not really like that, which that's fine if if that's the way that you are, but my approach is, hey, I, I prefer not to expect so much. Let's see how, how it does. Let's see, let's see if the movie, well, let's see what good I can take out of the movie. Like, for example, not to get off topic, but Captain Marvel. That movie was really good to me. It was entertaining, a lot of action, exciting. It wasn't perfect. There's no such thing as perfection. But Captain Marvel was good. I actually really enjoyed Captain Marvel. And a lot of people said it was horrible. So it really, that's why, again, it goes back to your taste. So going back to Lost in Space, some unexpected outcomes I had. I didn't really expect it to do so poorly in its ratings since it had a great cast and a story, you know? So it had potential to be great. But fortunately, some movies that do have great potential and a great cast don't always do well. So is it rewatchable? Um, not so much. Now. It depends. If you love this genre and if you if if this movie really does catch your attention and you want to see it again, definitely. But in general, overall, not so much rewatchable. So my overall review, um, I know earlier I, I was focusing more on my expectation, but my overall review, um, this movie, it was a lot more enjoyable as a kid again and definitely has some nostalgia since I watched this movie multiple times when it came out. But overall, it was an okay movie due to some acting flaws and some cheesy elements. Not horrible, but they were present. Um, it's a good time the first time watching it, for sure. And then one sentence to think of on the spot that sums up this movie for me. A family space adventure.
And there you have it. So overall rating, I give it a 6.0 out of 10. Okay, and then now the next movie that we're going to talk about is Stargate. So this is a lot better. I just wanted to cover Lost in Space because, yeah, it was part of my childhood. You know, I was one of the first DVDs I've ever seen ever. So I definitely wanted to cover it. You know, um, this isn't a podcast covering my favorites. It's covering everything. Movies that were a part of my childhood, you know, ones that really, you know, stuck with me in some way, in a good way or a bad way. So it really depends. But talking about Stargate, this movie was great to me. Even till this day, I love it. So this is rated PG-13, but um, also Lost in Space. I don't know if I mentioned that, but Lost in Space was PG-13. So this movie, Stargate, also PG-13. Um, it was directed by, uh, Roland Emmerich. I don't know if I'm saying that right. He did a great job. I mean, based on how the movie came out, I enjoyed it. I still enjoy it. And I see it from time to time. That makes up my childhood in a big way. And those were one of the, you know, DVDs that got set in the mail and we got for free when DVD, you know, blew up and be, and, you know, became the new thing. Um, definitely enjoyed this movie. Amazing cast. Kurt Russell, you've seen him everywhere. I don't even have to mention, you know, the movies he's been in. James Spader, another one. He's in that one show, The Blacklist. Um, and then, so the music composer was awesome. The, mu uh, the music composer brought this movie to life, 100%. It was David Arnold. So he's really good at what he does. So the synopsis of the film, just glazing over it. So in 1928 in Egypt, a strange device, which is the Stargate, is found by an expedition. So in the present day, uh, Professor Dr. Daniel Jackson, which is James Spader, he's invited by a woman to decipher an ancient hieroglyphic um, in a military facility. And that's where he meets Kurt Russell. So he finds that device. Um, and he, uh, I'm sorry, he, he finds that the device was actually made by an advanced civilization and it basically opens a portal to another planet. So Dr. Jan, I'm sorry, Dr. Jackson, he's invited to join a military team led by Kurt Russell. So, um, they explore this new world. So they find, um, a land that recalls Egypt and humans in a primitive culture. And they worship and are slaves to the god Ra, which is the god of the sun. So they basically discover the secret to the Stargate and, you know, also new threats on this planet and how to return back home. So that's their biggest dilemma, getting back home and figuring out how to decipher this Stargate. Really cool movie. My first reaction, I saw the trailer recently before I created this episode just to kind of like see how I felt about it. For its time, um, for its time, great trailer. They showed a little too much of the actual movie, though. Um, definitely looks really good when you first watch the trailer. A lot of action, suspense, a lot of mystery. Um, new worlds that the characters explore and threats they meet. Looks like a great cast and story when I saw the trailer. So a little fun fact, um, James Spader, which is the guy from The Blacklist, he... Um, he thought the script and movie itself sounded like horrible when reading it. So when he met with the director, he actually was interested by the director's enthusiasm. 
And James Spader, he became interested when hearing the director's vision for the movie. So he was mainly in it for the money since it was a big budget film. And in an interview, he mentioned that although he is passionate for acting, it is also a job and a business. So he takes that really seriously, including making money for that job or from that job. So pretty cool, you know, perspective, but he's right. I, I actually agree with that. Um, I mean, acting is a business, it's a job and it, hey, it pays his bills. So he took the opportunity regardless of his opinions or his first opinions about it. So um, this is interesting, fun fact. So test audiences that, that watched the film first, they actually hated the film. So the producers and the director, they actually added some finishing touches <laughs> to make the movie make more sense regarding the scenes with the main villains and also added other special effects to better some, visual, some uh, visuals. That's pretty, that's stressful. I can't even imagine. Imagine you, you put in your heart and all, your all into a project and you like release it to the public and they hate it. That, that's, I would be pissed off. That sucks. So the main villain of the movie, uh, Jay Davidson, um, he asked for $1 million. Since the producers wanted him for the part, they didn't want anybody else. Um, so he accepted. He, and then after, it's weird. I mean, when, when I was looking into this, he, he actually quit acting altogether after this movie. So he never really liked acting, which is interesting, since he was really on the spot in this movie. Um, but yeah, um, he didn't like the spotlight of acting, so he ventured into um, different things. Interesting. Um, so awards won. Um, so they won the Saturn Award for best science fiction award or, or science fiction. Yes. Interesting. And then they also won a BMI Film and TV Awards. Um, the Film Music Award for David Arnold for best uh, music composer. So that's cool. And they were on the Sci-Fi Universe magazine, best science fiction film. Cool. Okay, that's interesting. So, um, some highlights on this movie. So definitely when the Stargate is first discovered, I mean, that's one of the main highlights of this film, uh, the activation of the Stargate and entering it for the first time. That was probably one of the coolest scenes by far of this movie. Um, and then finding and meeting the tribe of where they travel to and where they stumble, um, which, you know, the, the people they stumble upon. That was interesting. Definitely a lot of language barriers and stuff. So they were just trying to communicate with their hands and make like, you know, sign language and stuff. Interesting. Um, okay, so the first encounter with the villains of the movie during their first entrance. So the villain's first entrance. I'm not talking about the main villain. I'm talking about his like, his, his second in command, basically. So, um, that part, I'm going to just share a little bit regarding my childhood. That part, I went all out. Like that part was scary, especially as a kid. You didn't know what they were fighting. Like, the, like it was those movies where you can't really see the bad guy. It's just showing the camera's perspective in first person. So you're just like, what's coming after them? Like, what is this? You know? And the music was like real scary. It was scary. It was intimidating. It was just like, what's going on? 
You know, like why are you know why are they getting wiped out one by one? And what's what's this thing that's wiping them out? I had no like the viewer had no idea what what it was. All you heard was just like weird noises and weird language being being spoken. So it was just man, it was really something. So also being introduced to Ra, or the main villain, and seeing what they're actually going up against. And uh, learning the, the one, another good highlight is just learning the history of what happened to the people of that planet that they, you know, that they end up meeting and come ac coming across and what the villain's motives are. So it starts to make a lot more sense. And then, of course, the final battle, everyone coming together and just, you know, making their final stand instead of being in fear. That was really cool. So why is this movie good? So the actors, they're great. Um, none are really flawed in my opinion. Everyone does their part and pretty well. So this movie, it could be taken seriously. And, um, that is hard being an early nineties film. So, I mean, a lot of nineties films, they're overly cheesy. Like, like for example, that one movie, the rock, I don't even think I saw the full movie because it was just so it's good for what it is, but man, it's cheesy. Um, the action and suspense, it's gripping. They do very well with that. Um, it has its horror and dark elements. Scenery, it's beautiful. Um, takes you to whole new worlds. Story, um, the story, it's, it's, it's definitely original. And this movie doesn't get boring. Like, the more you watch it, the, the more you want to see what happens next, which that's what movies are all about. Um, so it was really enjoyable. I didn't really see any dull moments of this movie, even rewatching it. So plot twists, definitely a few plot twists that are satisfying. No spoilers. So watch to see the plot twists. I'm not going to get into that. I just want you guys to know, yeah, they are, there are plot twists and you will trip out. Um, some, uh, one mo movie quote that doesn't spoil the movie. Um, <laughs> it was from one of the characters. Um, he said it tastes like chicken. That's all I could say. But when you see it, you're going to laugh. It's pretty funny. Um, it's, it's when they're relating to the tribe and trying to like get to know them and communicate with them and, and see what, what, you know, what they're about, what food they eat and all that. So that's one of the, you know, one of the main quotes that really came to me, which is it tastes like chicken. <laughs> and then the costume design, amazing costume design. I mean, it includes ancient Egyptian sets and wardrobes. Really cool. I love that stuff. Um, going back more thoroughly to the music score. So awesome movie, or I'm sorry, music score. Awesome. It brings excitement and complements the story and gives the movie life. So this is the music composer's first big budget film that got him famous. So that makes a lot of sense. And you'll definitely know what I'm talking about. He does great. It, it's like memorable, very memorable music score. All right, and then going to the box office, let's see. So the gross income of this film, it was 196 million. Big bucks. The production cost, 55 million. So they definitely, it looks like they definitely made their, their uh, profit. And then as for critics' reviews, this is more like it. And for Rotten Tomatoes, this is good. <laughs> Because like I said, Rotten Tomatoes is a really, like, it's, they're really hard to please, basically. So Rotten Tomatoes gave this movie a 53%. Not bad. Not bad. And then IMDb gave it a 7.1 out of 10. 
And then another one I left out in the other movie is Metacritic. So they gave it 42%, which is a little harsh. But yeah, it makes sense why I got such a decent review because it was a, I mean, it was a solid, this is a solid movie. I mean, even as a kid and now as an adult, it's really good. So fan reviews, really good, 4.4 out of 5. So that's really decent. Um, my expectations, I didn't really have many expectations since I first watched this as a kid. So when I watched it, I genuinely loved it. Even till this day watching it now, I mean, it's still a great movie, like I said, and I enjoy it every time I watch it. So, um, yeah, I really enjoy this movie. Unexpected outcomes, didn't really expect it to be dark and intimidating when I watched it as a kid. And the villain's first entrance was like frightening as a kid. Like I said, you don't know what's coming after the main character. So you're just like, what's going on? Other than that, didn't really have any unexpected outcomes uh, when watching the movie. And is it rewatchable? Definitely rewatchable. Definitely. It's a lot of fun. It's memorable. It's relatable. And yeah, it, it's just a good time. Especially for, for its time. It, it's a definitely good movie. It came out in like 94. It's a really good movie. So my overall review. So overall, this movie is enjoyable, has value, great story. It keeps the viewer engaged and doesn't really disappoint if you're looking to watch a good sci-fi action adventure film with a creative story. Uh, it brings a lot of nostalgia from my childhood, so good memories attached to this movie. And this movie, it's definitely one of my favorites for its time. And I can't say that enough. And then one sentence to think of on the spot that sums up this movie for me. So yeah, overall rating, I give it a 7.6 out of 10. That's reasonable. All right, and then our last movie, which is one that is really good. You know what, I haven't, I haven't watched it for a while, but I still remember it enough to review it. Or not review it, but discuss it with you guys. So it's Starship Troopers. Came out in 97. It's rated R. And it's definitely rated R. I mean, yeah, I'll get into that in a moment. Director, not really familiar with him. I'm bad with names. Um, Paul Verhoeven. I don't know if I said that right. So the cast, it has Casper Van Dien which is the main character, Denise Richards, which is Charlie Sheen's wife or ex-wife, Dina Meyer and Neil Patrick Harris. So good, great cast. Um, music composer Basil uh, Polidorus. I am not familiar with her. Again, I'm not good with names, especially if it's not actors' names. But yeah, good music. Made the, you know, the movie more suspenseful. I'm, I'm telling you, music makes the difference. So it's very important to me. And it's very important to how, how, how movies unfold, too. Definitely. Let's see. So the synopsis of this movie, it's basically a guy named Johnny Rico. He joins the military after graduation to become a citizen. And for his love interest, basically. That's why he joins. So they go to war against these bug aliens from a planet called uh, Clendathu, if I said that right. So they defend Earth, 
and any future attacks from this planet. So Johnny Rico, he works his way through many battles with the help of his war buddies so they can win and ultimately destroy every threat on the bug planet and to save the Earth. Let me tell you, these bugs are no joke. It's not just, they're not just nasty. They're vicious and they're hard to kill. So that's one thing. I saw this as a kid. I saw this way too young. I was probably too young to watch this in the first place. My, my brother had me watch it because my brother said how cool it was and how badass it was. So yeah, I ended up watching it with him and I loved it too, but man, it was brutal. So the first, you know, my uh, initial raw reaction of this movie when I first or I'm sorry, of this trailer that I saw. And I, and I saw it recently too, just to see how I feel about it. So the, the trailer, it reminds me of like Star Wars with all like the battleships and space warfare. So it has the 90s vibe, this trailer, and, and like that style, which is kind of overdramatic, but that's expected. It's the 90s. So overall, it's a good trailer. It shows a lot of like violence, some big vicious looking bugs from a, from a planet that they're trying to destroy since this bug planet is like threatening earth and sending meteors that end up killing and destroying large areas at the you know at a time on earth so a lot of familiar faces and it looks like a great movie altogether uh watching this trailer so some fun facts about this movie it's i mean it's interesting its working title was actually bug hunt at outpost nine random so, and then also Mark Wahlberg actually was considered for the lead role. As to unknown reasons, it was actually given to Casper Van Dien, which plays uh, Johnny Rico. So interesting, Hank from Breaking Bad, which is Wal Walter White's um, brother-in-law in, in Breaking Bad, he actually was in this movie. He was uh, one of the, one of the uh, commanding officers. So that's interesting. I didn't even notice him um, being in there. So the awards won. They actually won the Saturn Award for Best Costume Design. Okay, that's cool. Definitely give that to them. I mean, it was really cool, like high-tech, kind of like Halo. So it looked really cool. Um, so why is this movie good? I mean, it's fun. It's violent. It's gory. I mean, high-tech advanced military with some scary, ugly creatures they face, basically. So a lot of cool elements to the film. And it makes it um, a one of a kind, basically. I mean, and, and it's definitely ahead of its time as well with like good special effects. Um, it has good humor, romance, action, some horror aspects to it and suspense and intimidating. And it's, it's, it's really hard to kill those damn bugs. Like it's, I'm trying to, oh, if you've seen um, that movie with Chris Pratt, I think it was called The Tomorrow War. It just came out like this year. See, it they're they're like that hard to kill. Like you have to shoot them like with the whole entire clip of, of your machine gun to kill them. They're unless you like throw a grenade or something, they're really hard to kill. Let's put it that way. And then there's different there's all there, there's not just one type of bug creature. There's like multiple and mul they're like big big bugs, small ones. So it's like my worst nightmare because I hate bugs. <laughs> Anyway, some plot twists, definitely a few plot twists. Um, they're unexpected and it'll leave you like with your, you know, jaw dropped because it, it's nasty too. And I'll leave it at that just to avoid spoilers. I'm not, I'm not all about spoilers, not even close. And 
some movie quotes. I don't really remember any movie quotes from this. I mean, it's not like a movie like Top Gun, you know, they have their multiple, you know, movie quotes, but this one, not really. Again, costume design, great costume design, especially the military suits um, the characters wear. Um, it reminds me of Halo, the, the video game. It's really, it's really cool, high tech, especially for its time. The music score, not really anything to say there. I mean, it, it does make the scenes more exciting, but nothing compared like Stargate. Stargate, <laughs> it makes the movies so much better and it's already good. So box office, they made about $121 million gross income. And as for the production cost, they, they actually spent $100 million. So this movie could have done better. They made some profit, but man, they could have done better. Um, the critique reviews, Rotten Tomatoes surprisingly gave it a 66%, which is pretty high for being, you know, Rotten Tomatoes. IMDb gave it a 7.2. Okay, that's really good. Metacritic, 51%. Okay, so this movie got solid reviews, I mean, from both fans and critics. Oh, and then the fan reviews, they gave it a 4.5 out of 5. So that's high. That got, you know, really good reviews in, in that aspect. So my expectations, I didn't really have many expectations. I mean, I watched it when I was still a kid, so I enjoyed it and didn't really expect anything since I had never seen a movie this unique, violent, and exciting at the time. Um, some unexpected outcomes. I mean, watching it so young, the violence and gore was pretty nasty to me at the time. I was a kid. So some of the deaths are pretty, are still pretty nasty till this day. So didn't expect for this film to not do well in the box office. I mean, it was a solid film and it still is. I would, you know, and then, I mean, is it rewatchable? Definitely rewatchable. It's a lot of fun. If you don't mind, you know, gore and bugs and all that kind of stuff definitely a good time it has, this movie has everything in it like i said it's it's a really good time so my overall review so great cast great story it was funny it was enjoyable it was thrilling it was intimidating you know um intimidating threat with you know advanced military that was ahead of its time definitely and like relentless action and gore. Badass film, especially being from 97. Um, they did a great job. I enjoyed it like overall. So one sentence to think of on the spot that sums up this movie for me. Um, a violent, slimy, gruesome, creepy crawler right of the film. Overall rating, I give it a 7.8 out of 10. That's pretty solid. So if you're trying to figure out what to watch, definitely check out, you know, Stargate and definitely check out Starship Troopers. As for Lost in Space, if you are, you know, into that genre and you want to give it a chance, then give it a chance. I mean, I enjoyed it at the time. I'll still watch it now, but that's because that's my taste. But overall, Starship Troopers and Stargate, definitely some, you know, new movies to add to your list to watch. And especially since you're going back in time, you know, you're, you're going back to the nineties, it's going to be different, but Hey, give it a chance. And it might be, you know, your new favorite nineties film. Who knows? So 
Thanks for listening, guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have any requests on what you'd like me to cover next, go ahead and submit them on my website or on Instagram. And see you guys next time on The Batcave.